0: Super GG Radio is an NPR of Illinois Community Voices podcast and brought to you by our Patreon and the Giving for Good Network. The GG Network is a platform for content creators to elevate independent artists while leveraging Patreon for charity. If you subscribe to our Patreon, you can have a say in what we make, what indie games we cover, and help spread the word. Find us at patreon.com slash superggradio or givinggood.network to learn more.
1: What's good, Internet? Welcome to Session 140 of Super GG Radio. we friends chat about video games and all things adjacent. I am your host and turkey slayer, Alex Arona. I like a nice deep-fried bird if you can avoid burning down the house. It's a real threat. Alex is singing Burning Down the House. Don't do that. <laughs> Don't do that. I was looking through our extra live stream. We definitely got copyright strikes. It's fine. Did also we really? This week, <laughs> well, we, played. we played Just Dance. You can't do that. Also with me this week is a man slathered in gravy, Joel, mashed potatoes to wit. What's up, Joel?
0: That, that is that's nothing like the potatoes we make <laughs> Uh They are mashed and they are butter heavy. <laughs> uh, it's got to be nice and whipped. Uh, but but for posterity, what was written is I like mine light on the butter and diary, Alex. But it needs to have garlic or GTFO. What <laughs> oh, diary?
1: <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, we put heavy cream in ours. It's oh, yeah. all about that stuffing. Mm-hmm. Uh, as, as to say, me stuffing my face. I like that one. Gettys out of here, but it's fine. And last co-host with us tonight is our sweet dessert of a man, Alec Parks. What's your go-to dessert?
2: All right, so hear me out. I've got two words, Alex.
1: Mm-hmm. Cranberry nipples. I, you know what? We're just... Um, I don't... No, good lord.
0: You Uh, know, we were prepared for that comment and and it still...
1: Yeah, it still made me all sorts (laughs) of like... Bad taste in your mouth. Well, not when they're cranberry, it's not a bad taste. Well, this week Getty is out on assignment and thus has left us uh, kind of a crap storm of betas that uh, I don't think I was frankly prepared for on all fronts. uh, But we got lots of negative news in the news and then also we got some good backlog stuff so actually we're feeling pretty good about a light pre-thanksgiving episode so without further ado early adopters where we play alphas betas and games that got me feeling those good vibes and then drastically those bad vibes uh the first game we played is a game called good vibes jogging good vibes jogging you are an ostrich. I thought you were a giraffe. Joel, it's what were you? It it's was some kind of
0: bird. It was a bird.
1: It was a bird. I,
0: I'm gonna go ahead and say I thought it was a goose. Okay. Okay. I'm not so sure some... if I'm right, but that's. Or is it? Is it a duck? Maybe it's a duck. You know what? I can just click the picture. Mm-hmm. You You can just do this. Yep. That That picture doesn't help any.
1: <laughs> ah. <laughs> okay, you're some sort of bird with a long neck and two feet that you run on and it's kind of a quap situation you're hitting q and w on your keys to jog and then occasionally you will see hikers that are getting a little tired on the jog and you have to try to uplift them with a very like supportive honk squawk to show love yeah you gotta give them like yeah give them that that good honk yeah
2: So you give him the good honk, and I thought it was more of you wear him down to be your friend. It's just like, I'm running with you, I'm honking at you, and your bar goes, the bar goes down until it gets that star over it.
1: I thought it was the opposite. I thought that it goes up, and then there, then you get the star. Joel, what did you say? Did you think the bar went down or went up? Down. Okay.
0: down. Okay, so giving them know. the good
1: vibes end Mate. up dropping their their some sort of bar, and then they would get a star over their head. And the the kind of gameplay mechanic of it, while you are drastically hitting Q and W on your keyboard, it will say press and here is the the random element uh, a random key on your keyboard to send a good vibe. A S M N P O P and it's like really just like mm-hmm. it's just like every time you see somebody you're like oh what do I hit N okay while you're still tapping the jogging buttons.
2: So I'm guessing you didn't use your Mavis
0: Beacon skills for this. Uh, Joel, did you get that reference? I did not. I recognize the words Mavis Beacon. I do not re- remember Mavis the Beacon
2: teaches typing.
0: Uh huh. Hmm i'm familiar we did not use that uh. yeah. i am unfamiliar Sorry. but uh
1: i definitely i i would i you know my i took a typing class in high school and it was fine i definitely didn't have a problem typing but it is kind of crazy to do the random elements of like oh here's an n oh now i'm using my pinky to hit the p and you know you're running around uh jogging and giving out the good vibes
0: there, there were times I found myself just taking my finger off the Q or the P for a hot second if it was right there, because you could just click, clack, click, clack, and just like very quickly snap back and forth between those two Ts to grab the the good vibe honk. But I, 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 it's fun. Like you know, the the style and theme helps a lot with it because it's it could be easy to be something that's just like. Okay, this is just a dumb little little game, but this is something that could be something more than that. And it's it's cute and funny, and I think uh, I bookmarked this page. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) and and actually,
1: you're right. It's Q and P on the opposite sides of your keyboard, not Q and W. So it's you're on opposite sides of the keyboard, clickety clacking, and then trying to get the one the like a C or an M or something in the middle of the keyboard while passing by. And I think you get more. I think the idea is that you're trying, you're, you're less trying to race people. And I think you're just more trying to make sure everybody is in a good mood.
2: Yeah. It's all about honking your friendship.
1: Yeah. And Sorry. you don't have like, cause I, I, what I realized is that you end up, if you go really fast, you end up just looping right back. You end up lapping people, which isn't, which doesn't give you any benefit of points. It's just, you're just now back to the, the start of the group.
0: So you're telling me focusing on distance was a mistake got it yeah well
2: yeah. what was your
1: score joel like 8800
0: okay no, i was at the, i was in the
1: 9000s
2: i hit almost 10 yeah there i right. was in the nines as okay. well Okay. So i
1: spent time giving them good honks
2: but how many friends did you get
0: i think not nearly as many as you two yeah i got
1: at least five <laughs>
2: yeah i think i want to say
0: six yeah maybe two. For, first
2: time was two. four and then the second time i was went through because the music was groovy and yeah and i feel, feel like more. i
0: feel like this is spotlighting stuff that i'm not really comfortable sharing so. what do you mean oh nothing joel doesn't like his friends he doesn't honk at them enough
1: you don't give him the good hunks that's a problem it's a problem it's in made, this podcast and it's a problem in life joel
0: it, it's, it's making a profile for myself for the world to see that's all. <laughs>
1: Why do you think I'm always texting you honk? You think that's just, like, a thing I'm doing, or what? Like, I'm trying to give you the good vibes. I just you know? thought you had
0: the honky-tonk. What can I say? <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh,
1: yeah. Uh, so, this game does have, like, a pretty clean aesthetic. The, the birds in question are, are goose mixed with ostrich-like, and a very, like, It's again, uh, it's clean as in there's not a lot of detail. You have just the shape of a bird with two little dot eyes, and everything is very clean, like single color palette. So, every bird is white or gray with like a yellow shirt and like green shorts. So, you do get a little bit of color difference, but for the most part, it's very, very simple look to it. But, uh, the idea is there, and I think you could do a lot of fun stuff with it. I could imagine. You know, not to say that this could be on everything, and obviously, you know, with the Q and P, but you can imagine a world where you have this on a controller and you're just clickety clacking each trigger, each trigger, each trigger. And then you have to hit X, hit B, hit A, hit X, hit B, hit A. Of course, you'd have to add more advanced mechanics to do other things besides just spreading them good vibes. But I feel like you could do something there. That's yeah. a thought. I thought this could be uh, a console thing as well. So now we got those good vibes going. Uh, let's go into some of the bad vibes with Claytown Horror. Claytown Horror is a a first-person horror game that is all about the the I don't want to say atmosphere, but I want to say the environment. The you are going to this you're going at what what are you you're you're going to explore this haunted house because you're a journalist and you want to kind of get a good uh story out of it this is your first time getting a story so you want to make it a big one you go to this haunted house and the aesthetic is everything the house the house and everything around it is made like a child made it so the walls and the doors are just all cardboard boxes and everything is scribbled in crayon mhm So it's kind of like very unnerving just seeing all the doors are just push open cardboard doors and, uh, you know, you pull a knife from a teddy bear's stomach with the fluff ripped out and it's like, oh,
0: okay, this is real like kind of shady. There's also there's a good like filter. Happening with the stream because it has that really really grainy fuzzy kind of look that makes everything obscured a bit, which I think again it's it's helpful because if you really scrutinize the backdrops, you can see that it's not hyper detailed furniture or anything, because it's just the the aesthetic to make sense. But then adding that filter really lets it use that basic structure to make a really impressive image. I I, I like this. Game in that the style and, and themes are really great. There are some legit unsettling parts of this. So uh, we had talked a little bit before this. There, there's a section where you are in a room mm-hmm. with a bunch of paintings, and when you take a key from there or a key to try to reach the basement, the key breaks, and you have to go back in there. And there's like there was this huge like doll effigy in there as you do first there yeah like with like a bunch of pin cushion stuff and like pencils stabbed in its head uh and then when you show up up again it's gone and all there is is a cardboard house with a little door that says knock knock on it and then if you tap twice with your mouse on there the door opens you go inside and there's a whole string of numbers well you go out and go back into the house Mm. and there's suddenly that effigy except he's not all torn up he's just sitting there with two black button eyes and then each time you go back out and in he scooches up a little bit closer to the screen when you get to the room so like it has this really jarring effect of like okay he was here the first time oh boy he's here he's in the middle now and then finally like oh right in front of your face as you open the door it, it has that sort of clever uh visual trickery going on uh I do wish the puzzles were, I'm going to say a little more and a little clearer. So, like, a a lot of the puzzles in this demo, at least, were just go to this room, search for this key, use key on door, figure out how to get to the next key. Uh, Outside of that one puzzle I just mentioned, it was pretty much all that. But that puzzle that I talked about, like, I had to look up how to figure out the puzzle. (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't naturally figure it out. So there needs to be some more balance between like how you get room to room beyond just grabbing keys and then having puzzles that are too unclear.
1: Yeah, because you do get, it starts off where you're, you walk into this, obviously the cardboard mansion and you, it just, there is just a hallway of doors with at least five different locks in them. So it, it does feel like they are leaning on that, 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 uh, I want to say progression model a little bit, just like find the key and then kind of move forward. And I feel like that, that is very limited. Um, I know that I got kind of stuck where they have you like cut, uh, cut a rope to destroy a chandelier. And then in that chandelier, you use one of the light bulbs, uh, but I couldn't figure out to what end. Um, and as it turns out, it wasn't just the light bulb you were supposed to grab. Apparently there was a key inside the chandelier, but it wasn't, there wasn't a whole lot of like clear, you know, uh, for me, there wasn't any clear indication. It was, it just kind of blended in. So I missed that whole thing.
0: Now that thing like shatters. And so there's a bunch of just stuff sitting around from the, the breakage and it's tough to look for. Now the game does give you some sound cues when you get close to an item you'll hear like whispers of oh don't get this it's important but like it's it's only if you're relatively close to it and it doesn't give you like direction outside of like trying to hear for the audio so it's it's easy to miss stuff like that
1: yeah and that and that's where i i just feel like um they could work it into more of a puzzle fashion than just like a uh, find key, move and unlock door. I think there could be like you know, obviously like these games do have like their influences in, say like Silent Hills and and uh, the Resident Evil series. But th- that's kind of what made like one of the things that made those games kind of stand out is their 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 standout puzzles, being able to figure out grabbing this item and this item and putting them together in the right spot. And obviously this is just a, like a more of a proof of concept coming up with an idea, showing what they can do as far as the art direction is concerned, which is, uh, I think phenomenal. Uh, the idea of everything being like this child's child's like, uh, creation. I mean, it looks great. It's dripping in this, this atmosphere of like childish horror, childish horror. You know what I mean? hmm. Absolutely. So uh, I think that it does a great job with what it does. I also just think that it could be just a little bit more clearer on um, what exactly it's looking for, and obviously changing out a little bit, like more, like uh, uh, altering you know some of the mechanics a little bit to get a little you know more variation. But proof of concept, I think it's very cool. So that was Claytown Horror. Uh, who knew claymation can inspire such terror? Uh, I know that my nightmares uh, now will be nothing but claymation. Uh, so let's take a break and shake off the bad vibes to get back into some good. A little shoulder shake, a little shoulders. Sh- you guys aren't doing it, okay? You know, okay. We'll be right back. <laughs> Hey news, can you toss me some heels later? That's heels with a z. Mm-hmm. Like brats with a z. You had to make it weird, didn't you? Like it wasn't weird until like like I don't think it was weird until you mentioned brats, like the brat stalls and now I'm just like I don't know what we're doing. What are we doing? Kids aisles. Oh god. News. We got some news. Uh first piece of news uh, Death Stranding developer Kojima just said, "Hey, screw it, opening a movie production studio." Like, I don't. Yes, the answer for me, for me to this story is yes. I guess that seems correct. It's also just like one of those things for me where he was like, "You know what? I'm just gonna do it." And it's like, well, no one, no one was talking to you. Like the room was silent, and all of a sudden he just went, "You know what? I'm gonna do it. Screw what anyone says." And everyone was like, "I didn't say anything." I don't know why yeah. you feel like you need to do this, but you feel like you're trying to prove something. I guess.
0: You know, good, good for Tajima. You know, he he has conviction and he's following it through, even if it is. I don't know if it's a great idea. Like, like, I I think I think his style of storytelling works better in a you know, fifteen to thirty hour, you know, convoluted mess that can let itself breathe out, but like condensing it into something like a two or three hour movie what about a tv show joel Uh, only if it's a metal gear solid tv show (laughs) because the tv show's in there i I need the structure (laughs) of something i already know to deal with the kind of bullshittery he's gonna come out with Uh, but i'm not surprised are you
1: no absolutely not that's what i'm saying is that it feels like it just It feels like it's surprising that it took this long.
0: Yes. Yeah, I think he's just finally gotten enough people funding him that are happy to see him spread his wings (laughs) and see if it's an Icarus problem or not.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I just feel like I wonder how I I wonder if it'll end up being just kinda like a like a Wes Anderson movie where it's just like I don't know if I understood all of it, but you know, I feel like I'm smarter because of it.
2: <laughs> Could you imagine if these ended up being like, the if he started his own equivalent of the MCU, where you have to watch all of these movies in order to get this 15th movie culmination?
1: No, you know what I want from Kojima? I want a rom-com. Give me the will they, won't they.
0: <laughs> it, it, is I that guess. going to start Mads Mikkelsen?
2: It better. Oh God, Mads Mikkelsen can be in anything. Can we
1: just and say Jeff Teely? Can we just say how crazy it is that his name's Mads? Let's continue. <laughs> uh, there's a GTA trilogy VR
0: mode. Is that real? Is that a, that's a thing? Uh, somebody uncovered that in some of the, like, the code of the game, I guess. Oh, um, they, they were going to
1: include it, but didn't?
0: Yeah. that You had to make sure that it was running quality <laughs> when it came out, right? You, you had to make your sacrifices. But... Yeah, I mean, I wonder how I'd feel playing a GTA game in VR. Granted, this is from somebody who's played VR a total of five minutes, so maybe I'm not the best judge of character for that right now.
1: Well, I was just going to say the fact that, like, they put a first-person mode in GTA V, so I can't imagine it's awful. I also can't... I don't know VR is not in a place yet where you're like where it's perfect, you know, it's just it's just kind of like okay, I have the controller but I can see through my character's face and I guess that's pretty cool. So <laughs> I I don't know I don't see any problems with it. I don't see any like things that would be I, like you're not going to lift your hands and shoot the gun. That's not going to be those games don't they're their aiming is awful. Their gun shooting, their their shooting is awful. So I can't imagine like they're going to have that problem fixed in VR. I feel like the problems are going to be extrapolated in VR.
0: Likely, yeah. Mm. all
1: right uh next piece of news uh well there's there's activision has had a lot going on uh, and there was just kind of a roundup here of uh all the different stories uh people calling for bobby Kodak uh and the board to resign and all three console players, all the big names, have had public or private statements condemning or committing to reevaluating relationships with Activision Blizzard uh, and bolstering their own internal processes. And it seems like it's every week now. There is a news story about this, and people personally... Uh, I know that uh, we have talked to a couple publications just in general about, like, oh, yeah, we're just going to not really talk about Blizzard games anymore. And it's like, well, that seems like not a wrong decision because they aren't making a good case for themselves, you know?
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, you know, one, the, it's good to put pressure on these people, but, uh, Kotech at most will be the one to leave if anybody, and, and understand that he is CEO, but also a board member. Mm-hmm. So if he oh. resigns as CEO, he could remain on the board and still have heavy influence on the organization. Uh, so just something for people to consider if they want to at least see him go down. He can't just go based on being the CEO for that. Uh, but I, I, I could see them knocking Kotick off and then promoting somebody else within the board. But I it just I don't think it goes beyond that. You know, it's. I hope that they are used as a lesson for everybody else how not to behave and how to set a community of uh, workers that are equally respected and uh, equally compensated for their work. But I, I think that uh, some of the stuff starts in the bottom up. And that's that's kind of cool It's being seen here is that a lot of the uh, calls for this stuff happening is within Activision Blizzard. And you know businesses respond to the rank and file of their workers if they start saying okay this is bad there's something not right about this Um, so hopefully that continues and hopefully there's some meaningful change
1: yeah i think that they're they're still trying to like say that they're fixing it from in inside internally they're creating you know committees to try to like fix the the current issues seen within it but it's 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 all on the the guys of like, hey, we can fix this. Don't worry, Bobby's fine. He'll he'll figure it out. And it's like, well, no, that's kind of, he's he's generally the problem.
2: And to go you know, back but, to uh, what Joel said, if you want to get rid of him, you got to change the whole club. Get rid of everybody on the board.
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's to, if it's up to self selection, they're going to select someone like themselves. <laughs> so, you know, if if we are led to believe that if Tochet was propped up and covered this long that they all likely are uh compromised to that degree uh in morals, uh then yeah, they they would all need the to dough to, for it to be a meaningful change.
1: You know, it's it is kind of funny um, that the that all of the you know PlayStation and Xbox and Sony have all kind of said like oh we don't we don't know if we really want to keep working with them, but then that, like PlayStation to like I think it was today or yesterday got hit with a gender discrimination lawsuit. And It kind of comes into uh, like, is this is this oh I want we don't like we think what they're doing is bad or we're trying to get the PR you know, you know is this is this a is this a move for just the, just the optics or is this like oh you actually care about like how your people are treated and you know you kind of have a lot of questions about what these companies really care about you know I think
0: uh, I, I I think this is just I hate beating this drum but this is a very immature industry in the grand scheme of things. Mm. And its leadership in many of these companies represent that. I mean, th- there's there's been hate for Bobby Kotick for basically as long as he's been involved with Activision because of his uh, decisions that, while made them bank for a long time, has typically been at the expense of people who want to play games without everything being monetized. Uh, so it's just sort of further validation that there was something wrong there now that women are willing to speak up about their experiences, you know, after they're being given in a window to do that after so long, feeling like that they wouldn't be taken seriously. So I, I think uh, it goes to show you that sometimes, you know, that if you give the right permission structure for somebody to come out and not feel like they're going to be retaliated against that's where you can get those catalysts to where change happens.
1: Yeah. One can hope that they, that all these companies take this to heart and start trying to, you know, actually fight for like their employees to feel comfortable and to be in safe environments and to feel like they're actually heard as opposed to just kind of shut up in those cases. Um, And and obviously like PlayStation, you know, maybe they do have a good intention, but obviously they had history with doing something uh, on the negative side as well. So it's hard to say things are still getting, you know, everything is still being played out. We'll, where will people be in the next couple months? Is uh, Really, it's just about watching the industry and seeing what happens here. And holding people accountable. I think that that's more what's important here.
0: Being good people.
1: <laughs> be good people. Do good. Now, uh, let's uh, get into some, uh, well, let's get... Mm, Hmm. <laughs> okay uh well let's, let's go to a little bit more like the impossible transition uh let's get a little bit lighter here um dead Sales has an update uh called everyone is here where uh they are adding weapons and uh gear that essentially reflects indie game characters that have been uh spread across a couple of games uh hollow knight hyperlight drifter blasphemous guacamelee skull the hero slayer and curse of the dead gods
0: oh that, that's an interesting addition that was that was a decent game curse of the dead uh, gods
1: I didn't end up playing
0: yeah it's a uh, it borrows the structure of Hades uh, it, it has obviously different thematic change and the weapons and stuff are different but uh, it's good yeah
1: yeah and uh, the Skull, the Hero Slayer, does have the the Picador. One is for one thing, one is for other kind of structure of Hades as well. Um, I watching this trailer. It is very cool that they they throw in like references where you find uh, you know the obelisks that are in Hyperlight Drifter. Uh, you find the Guacamole Golden Statue. You you find the the shrines from Blasphemous, and you find the bench from Hollow Knight, and they kind of give you. The gear from those characters even in guacam the Guacamole style you will turn into a chicken and uh walk around squawking it is very funny uh laying eggs and doing pecking people and hollow knight looks the the artwork and the way it looks is very cool it's it's a great homage i like to see these indies mixing and matching a lot and i i kind of like Always get a little bummed out when the when when like missed opportunities. Like Rivals of Aether had Ori and you know um, who was the other one? Who was the, uh, I I knew it like thirty seconds ago and I can't even remember.
0: That was uh,
1: oh they had Shovel Knight. Shovel Knight, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that's like that's a great thing, you know. If we had thro- you throw in Hollow Knight in there, and I know that they're not they're no longer supporting that game. That's understandable. But I'm just meaning that like that's what you need is you need that like give me a smash fighter of just those characters. And I'm in like, those characters are cool. They're all very unique and they all have unique abilities. You can make a brawler, you know, oh, that would that, be so w- much fun. Yeah. And I would support right. that just because I, those are all some of my favorite games, right? Again, I played skull, the hero slayer this year and I beat blasphemous this year. And I think I beat, what's it, uh, I, I still got to go back and play guacamelee too. That's on my list. I love guacamelee fantastic metroidvania so that's neat news uh from uh, uh over at dead cells still surprising that they are still supporting it i think they just released also like uh, some extra dlc recently
2: yeah i think
0: so so would this draw you back into dead cells
1: you know i don't know maybe maybe you know i felt like i did get a good fill when i beat it but um just to see and play around with these new characters i think i might yeah it's still installed on my switch. Mine too. So uh, Sony over here is trying to secure patents for our for PS Five uh, faceplates after they had shut down uh, a company that was selling third party faceplates. It's not so, a good. So good.
0: So faceplates, like it's basically those white wings on the console. Is mm-hmm. that what we're talking about?
1: That's what I imagine, because the other piece doesn't make sense. So it's got to be just those white wings. The black center. <laughs> yeah, the black center doesn't make sense. But those, even that, it's like make even bigger white wings.
0: <laughs> we just we just wanted to look like Eve from Wally, and then, we'll just zoom off. Uh, if so you could, would you buy that faceplate? An Eve one? Yes. Probably. Okay. I would I would need to find uh, a Wally sticker detail set for my uh, Xbox though. Okay. That's the only way it works. I feel like that's easier. Probably. Uh, would you get a plate?
1: If I would make it black, yes. I would want my PlayStation to be black. I don't. The white's weird. You can see dirt. It's not Labor
0: okay. Day maybe not not a wood paneling or uh no maybe
1: some slick leds you know what i mean like people do with like their cars Mm -hmm. put some leds underneath it let's go let's be let's be make it i either want to make it really obnoxious or really sleek i don't want to like go in between like wood paneling isn't as obnoxious as i think it could be we can i mean we can go bigger i
0: i I think it's subtly
1: obnoxious (laughs) let's Mm. be again i feel like i can go bigger (laughs) Uh, I don't Uh,
2: know that, uh, granted, I don't have one, but I don't know mm -hmm. that I would purchase a faceplate, especially after this asshattery on Sony's part. What here is patentable? It's it's clips onto a piece of plastic.
0: It's just... The the thing I could imagine is maybe the mold. So the mold they use, maybe it's too close to the design that uh, the PlayStation 3s have. Um, besides that, I'm I'm not sure. It could be a case maybe where they, uh, by nature of owning the PS5 design, that they can sort of. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. They I'm just sort of,
2: like it gives me bad vibes that I don't want to support anything that Sony sells directly for the faceplates. Give me a third party one, and maybe.
0: Okay, that's fair. That that's completely fair. You know what? You live in Chicago. Give it time. I'm sure there'll be some people there. Get the Looney Tunes spray painted local. on it. Yeah. Ooh, yes. But but yeah. they're
1: like, you know, Tasmanian Devil with sagging pants.
0: <laughs> they're all they're baller as were talking.
1: <laughs> Don't you remember those knockoff like Looney Tunes yeah, oh, gear? Oh, yeah.
0: Oh yeah. They're, they're still at our mall. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Just really? Just <laughs> in the middle of the mall. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Moline's still back in the 90s. We're not I'm, we're, I'm, we're past that here. I'm, I'm I'm telling you. We're always like Five to ten years behind, you die.
1: (laughs) Well, we're at the we're at the point that most of our malls are shutting down.
0: Yep. So,
1: that's where we're at. It's like, oh yeah, the mall. You mean it's like three stores and the rest is like abandoned? That's fine.
0: Yeah, we're we're there. Don't worry. There'll be like uh, car dealerships and stuff inside instead. (laughs) Yeah,
1: it's better than when I went to Arkansas and I was in a I was in a hotel attached to an abandoned mall. Oh, that's creepy. It was. It was. All the (laughs) glass was broken. (laughs) It's weird. I can't believe my job put me there. Uh, <laughs> next piece of news: uh, Analog Pocket shipping December thirteenth. Uh, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a long delivery on that one. So anybody looking for the Analog Pocket, uh, that was gonna be a delay probably.
0: Oh, I, I think they had to be pre-orders, but uh, that is one of those things where, like, if it's readily available someday, and <laughs> I have money to burn. I might I might did that. It looks like a neat curiosity.
1: What, to be able to play all your uh, Game Boy games again?
0: I, I mean, it, this is the thing that comes with, like, ten pre-built games in it, and the whole point is that there's going to be seasons of little mini-games added to it year over year. Oh, so, like, okay. I was thinking of... With, no. with the crank, the, the Game Boy-looking thing with the crank on it.
1: I don't think that's the same thing. Are you sure? Analog Pocket is uh, is is one of those retro systems that allows you to play your old carts again.
0: Yeah. No, I don't care about this. Then. Okay. <laughs> ah.
1: I think you're thinking about is the play date.
0: Yep. I'm th- the play <laughs> date the is play
1: delayed date. until 2022. Oh, see. We did not we did not report on that, so that's fine. We can do it too. The Analog Pockets for playing like your old Game Boy carts. If you still have your old Game Boy carts, you can still use them.
2: You no, know, it's not just Game mm. Boy. It's Game Boy, Game Boy Color, Game Boy Advance. Uh, and cartridge adapters for other handhelds. Yay!
1: Yeah. It's for people who still want that experience. For, I don't... I didn't love that experience back then, so I don't want it again. I want it, like, I want, you know, you know, the obnoxious thing is I want those things on PC or Switch. Not give me something just the same size and do it again. No, it's like, I still have my Game Boy somewhere,
0: and it still works. So, so we had offloaded a lot of my older uh, Game Boy type stuff ages ago but of course then my youngest son who is obsessed with Mario and anything video games comes across it and because he saw a YouTube video he is now a video game archivist expert huh. <laughs> and we ended up getting it again with a couple of games so it's just it's funny it all sort of loops back around eventually Alex your uh, your daughter someday will be looking for a, a nomad
1: she'll find my Dreamcast it's fine <laughs> this is all fine Uh, And the last piece of news, uh, there is a remake of Chrono Cross, a rumor, a rumor of a remake of Chrono Cross in the works. Uh, Who here is actually pro Chrono Cross? You get
0: out.
2: If you pretend that it's not actually a Chrono game. Yeah, it was it was all right.
0: I haven't played it, but something coming out, modernizing it might make me interested in trying it. Also, again, I have zero expectations because I've been around enough people's uh, opinions that this game is bad. (laughs) And so my expectation is is a wide gap from what people's you know, where it actually might be. I I expect it'll be better than bad. Uh, Also because I know that there's like barely anything connecting it to Chrono Trigger.
1: Joel, play Chrono Trigger first.
0: Absolutely. Again? I already played Chrono Trigger. Oh, did you beat it? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I how, beat it a few how, times. Okay.
1: Uh, it was yeah. Final Fantasy VI you didn't beat. Correct. Oh, there we go. Um, f- See, yeah, I'm with Alec that it's like fine if it's like as long as it's not, you know, it's not Chrono Trigger. And uh, there are two or three, I want to say, JRPGs of that era that I cut ca- that'll get a lot of hype and actually like a, lo- a lot of positive love for which is fine for other people but like i just don't get the hype and it's chrono chrono cross and it's legend of dragoon i'll probably get shit on that one but legend of dragoon is like a lot of people's favorite ps1 era jrpgs and i'm just like i don't i it was fine i beat it yeah, that's it how okay. i feel
2: about it like i can't remember it but i remember playing it and beating it and not being not hating it
1: Getty, no, that's one of Getty's favorites, and he will he will fight me to the death on that one. He's like, "No, oh, that game rules. I'm like, okay, Getty. Okay. Uh, okay.
2: Well, he's okay. not Is here, it? so two out of yeah, three Getty. says it's just a mediocre game.
0: Yeah, it's Getty. unremarkable.
1: <gasps> three out of three. Dude, he's going to be pissed. He's going to be so pissed right now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's what he did for taking a week off.
1: He's on assignment. Freebies. <laughs> freebies this week we have uh we don't have too many but we have oculus uh if you're playing on oculus you got vr blast uh for free and over at itch.io you got bonsai builder which is more like, a, like almost like an ms paint kind of build your own bonsai situation which seems kind of fun and relaxing so if you want to try some free games check those two out uh getty said something about uh well this outro has something about uh sexual healing and i'm not gonna we're not gonna
2: yeah given the news that's probably n- not okay
1: but i mean heals with the z is still cool right yeah okay heals with the z is still always always cool
2: as long as the healer manages their aggro
1: we should talk to our healer we'll be right back <laughs> We're back. Back with the Backlog Blog where we play games with mostly realistic pectoral physics. That's I I I think I I mentioned it in the chat that I I'm playing Guardians of the Galaxy on the PlayStation 5 and uh whenever you change Drax the Destroyer's outfit cuz you there's lots of outfits in there. Uh his pecs have really intense jiggle physics. So his packs get buck wild every time you change his outfit. It's can you
2: uh, bounce a quarter off of them.
1: I guess, yeah. I think you'd see like a ripple through them, though. They're like <laughs> half liquid. If you, it's just it's really intense. Uh, so I'm playing Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, I am enjoying it. Uh, it's it's very funny. It's you have to kind of that I can imagine people getting very annoyed and very tired of this game. And the reason being is that it's, there is the constant conversation happening with everybody. Whether it's one person's making fun of somebody, one person's kind of mad at somebody, or just having a conversation about what is happening in the story. It's pretty much constant. And you can kind of get annoyed at it. And and, and there are a lot of times it actually asks you to chime in, pick a side, or say nothing. Or try to rally the troops because they keep complaining about something. Or... So if you're not engaged with like that conversation, if that's like grading on you, then you got to get out. That game's not for you. I'm enjoying it, but I definitely I'm about two thirds the way in and where I'm at. Rocket has been mad at, uh, your at star Lord for about a third of the game. And it has been
0: kind of annoying. I, I played this game for what? Five minutes at your place yeah. during extra for life. It, it's suffocating. That—that's what all that banter is like. It, there's, like you said, there's no breathing room in between anything that's said. You did maybe did a couple seconds before Rocket's mouthing off again, and it is just between that and trying to focus on actually playing the game, it, it's too distracting. It's splitting your focus in too many different ways.
1: Yeah. For my liking. So that's that's kind of what you have to deal with, uh, but. The gameplay is pretty fun. When you're in combat, you have your you know you have your blasters, and then you get the ability to switch between elements. So you can get a freeze, you can get a cold gun or an electricity gun. Where I'm at so far, and then you use it on the different enemies. It'll shock them and stun them, or uh, the freeze one will freeze. Like there was you fighting gelatinous cubes, and you freeze them, and you can destroy them that way once they're ice blocks. Um, then you can also pull up, a uh, a, all the guardians and you, they each get like different abilities that you get with skill points that you can give them and you can pick which one to, to like, okay, that, that enemy rocket drop dropper grenade on them, Groot, you tie them up and then I'm going to have, uh, Gamora do her sword uh, sword swipe. Okay. That guy's dead next one. And they all have cooldowns, so you can kind of plan it how you go. But, um, the... I want to say standout mechanic, but I also don't love is that there, when you've done enough damage, uh, you get a meter that gets built and you do a huddle where everything stops and you get all the the guardians staring at you in a huddle formation. And they all say a statement. So they'll say like, man, it's really crazy out there. We're really outnumbered. And then someone else will say like, yeah. It's getting very, very exhausting. And you'll see words behind it that says outnumbered and exhausted, like in the air. And then you have to choose what speech to give them. And if you pick the right speech, you only get two options. But if you pick the right speech, one that focuses on beating the odds and no matter how tired you are, you can move forward. Or come on, guys, we can do this. Come on, guys, you can do this is the bad option. Uh, whichever option, it'll either boost everybody's damage or boost just your damage, and then they play a song from the soundtrack. So you're, you know, now you're beating everybody, all the enemies to Joan Jet. Nice hmm. for like a short for that song, or you know something else. So it's it's a neat mechanic. It just it's a it first off the picking of the options that like, gives it feels like a little bit. Like they're feeding me the the context clues to what the conversation is so much so that they put the words in the air above them. It's like they're really like this is what they're trying to tell you. Pick the best option. It's like okay, yeah, I got it. You don't need to like (laughs) really shove it in my face. And then also it just it it, like seeing them huddle like mid combat, everything fades away. It seems a it feels a little silly just because like at some points I did it and one goes. We're winning. Why'd you stop us? What do you need? And it's like, uh, pep talk. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> so, timing is so they really,
2: timing is everything.
1: Yeah. And uh so there's that the story the story what I do like about the story is that it just goes like you you start you're going to capture this beast because you want to sell it. And then you accidentally destroy the beast and then you get you get arrested. And then then you get a giant fine. So then to pay that fine, you, have to, you, you decide that you're either going to sell Rocket or you're going to sell Groot. And you have to pick one. And then once you sell them, you're going to break them out. But then you get stuck and it just keeps going and going and going. So it's it's pretty rapid fire, which is good. It keeps it moving. There's no like down... like there, there is down like in between interludes. But it's pretty much just like, we're on the ship waiting to go to the next thing. Do you want to walk around and talk to everybody? Go have a conversation. So it really does... Even just outside the ba- the basic banter, it wants you to get those very serious conversations. So between it, you can be like, Rocket, why are you mad at me? And then he goes into a diatribe, why are you mad at him? And you try to convince him you're not mad or why you shouldn't be mad. And you be- try to make up. And then you go into like this story just keeps moving forward again. So are you enjoying the story? Yes. I think that's what I'm enjoying most about it is because it uh it, it's it's not just uh it's not just like a, like a movie story it's something completely unique and it's digging deep into the lore of those comic books and those characters you're running into different people who are like i the planet that is like the illegal planet where it's like a, just a giant black market bazaar is headed by in the comics by Cosmo the uh the dog which is <laughs> you know when russians were trying to in the space race they th- they shot a dog into space and supposedly this is that dog. So the dog talks in a Russian accent and he somehow got psychic powers. So it's like (laughs) you meet the head of this black market bazaar, the security dog and his name's Cosmo and he was in the comics. So it it makes sense, but it's also like, Oh, no one knows Cosmo. That's pretty cool that they like, Oh, he's a, he's a character. That's like, what are you guys doing? I'm going to show you where to go next. You're going to go do this thing. You know, it's like, Oh, okay. That's pretty cool. And it, it looks a lot like the, like it's animated in a style that still kind of looks like the Miles Morales and Spider-Man universe. So it fits that artistic style, like those char- like the. It's not even like an artistic style per se. It's like the way the characters are rendered. They try to make them look a little bit more realistic in the face. So I could see Miles Morales and Star Lord's faces next to each other and be like, yeah, they look like they're in the same universe. Like the way they're animated and the way the style is the more realistic look. But I think that it's the the banter, it, it it's very hit or miss for me. And since it's always constant, it makes the mood shift a lot. Like, oh, I'm having a great time. Now this kind of sucks. Oh, I'm having a great time. Oh, this kind of sucks. Oh, I'm having a great time. Oh, okay. So that's where I'm at with it is that like I'm in it for the story and it's moving very fast. And I like that. And the combat is fine; it, like it's it's good enough to for me to feel engaged. I like the, the attention to like different costumes and different abilities that are fun. Uh, it's just like the constant bickering is is like it really like shifts my mood between oh that was a sick burn now you're annoying <laughs> you know. <laughs> also, they like really try to edge lord it up a little bit. Every like every other word is flarkin, which is like their version of a swear. So it's like Mother Flarker all the time. Mm. And what the Flark do they want? Like, pretty consistent. It's I want to say, I hear the word Flark once every five to ten minutes.
0: That, that'd that be funny once, maybe twice.
1: Well, it's gotten to the point that I just now have like completely zoned it out as, like, I just replace it with the swear in my head now, and I'm like, I don't know what, what the F they want. That's weird. Yeah, you know, uh, like I I just... You know, it's just become one of those things that like I have completely phased it out and I don't know if that speaks to it as a good way or a bad way.
0: I mean I just silver linings. <laughs> yeah,
1: right? That's kinda of where I'm at. So it's like, oh okay, like it's not bad. I'm I'm gonna finish it because I'm I'm having a good time watching the deep lore and finding the different costumes, finding collectibles and seeing where the story goes because again it's it's kinda of going everywhere, you know in the prison and then in, in this place. And now you're in an abandoned ship graveyard and you're in, it's really fun and action oriented. And the stuff that happens is pretty funny, but the, the moment to moment, I'm kind of like, okay, let's just get, let's just get to the next story beat. Cause the next one will be cooler than sitting around and you rocket, you know, telling me my mother for like the fourth time. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is a very, uh, adventurous
2: raccoon there
1: yeah yeah always rockets always adventurous all right and uh that's that's where i'm at with guardians of the galaxy i'm I'm enjoying it i do recommend it if you're playing it like on playstation 5 because your laser pistols are on the triggers and when they don't have a they don't have a reload they just have an overheating but when they overheat the triggers the haptic feedback will make it so you can't pull the trigger anymore you have to wait so it's kind of a cool feature that a little, like it, as you're clicking it and it's starting to overheat, you'll see the meter go up and you all of a sudden your triggers will slowly move outward like you can't
0: even click them that far anymore until it just stops. So it's yeah, neat. That that, that Astrobot made me a believer <laughs> And the <laughs> haptic controller. triggers. Like it's, it, it's pretty neat. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. But you know that's that all said and done, I I think that uh, they did a decent job. I'll give it a B minus where I'm at so far. I want to see how it ties up right now. It's, it's right in the middle of like twists and turns that I'm like, very, I'm like, I'm excited to go back to it. So, uh, Joel, you yes. played Okinawa rush.
0: I did. I did. This one. Uh, we, uh, s- we
1: beta tested, uh, f- this year.
0: Yes, we did. And, uh, thankfully, uh, Nintendo world report, uh, received a review copy of it. Uh, full disclosure that, review will be released prior to this episode so uh okinawa rush is a 2d brawler side scroller uh beat up you know uh it's it's not quite like the old arcade where there's a little bit of north south east west to it it's just straight left and right uh and it uh i mean let, let's say it's it's kung fu you <laughs> remember kung fu from atari yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's like that expanded uh, out. So Okinawa Rush it follows uh, your main character who uh, comes home and finds spouse relative. I'm not they don't specify uh, murdered, and then you go on a rampage of revenge against these demons and such the syndicate that was responsible for it. Uh, it is. I mean, it's it's hard to describe it. it it's number one. The enemies, the basic enemies, are ninjas. Right? Okay, and when you usually get to a point where ninjas are going to appear, mm-hmm. at minimum you're getting four to five ninjas appearing out of the air. Okay, sometimes sometimes it'll be like ten plus ninjas. That's on the too screen many ninjas coming at you. And yeah, yeah, it's it's going back to the word suffocating. It is suffocating, and it, it's it's funny because when you're first starting to play this game, you are just getting. Like overwhelmed, you know. Don't panic. <laughs> and yeah, you know, the thankfully, but like you get used to the controls, which includes like basic jump, uh, and a basic attack button, and then like a power attack button that I think takes some life out of your bar if you use. uh So the movement's very basic, but you can put in different inputs like a fighting game, and it'll give you special moves. So, like one of the characters. Down to forward. Basic. One of the characters basically has a Hadouken and a uh, Shoryuken. Nice. Um, nice. So like there, there's that. There, there's a, a female character that has moves, including like fans that she does against people sometimes. Uh, there's three characters total. They, they do play a little bit differently. None of them are drastic changes. Uh, they have different stat attributes too between power, speed, etc. Uh, but it's. It's fun like it has it been a lot of fun playing so far and, and a big part of it is that the characters feel like they've got gravity to them for the most part mm-hmm. you know you can you can jump but it's not gonna be like a terribly far amount uh, if you use a basic jump there is a like pole vault type jump where if you hit down and up and then jump it's like you're think about like uh, some was a crashing tighter hidden Dragon? one of the movies where like they'd be jumping and almost be like floating high in the air as they do it yes barely um, like
1: when they touch the ground even like a little bit it kind of
0: right yeah so you can sort of pull off some of that stuff in this too so it's this this game feels like it's borrowing a lot of themes or tropes from those style movies and like it, it it fits really well for this because when you're in those sequences where there's 20 people on screen you're sort of bouncing around you can sort of pull vault almost on top of the enemies by jump kicking them over and over again or if you get caught in the middle you can do a move where you're grabbing two of the dice stoles on both sides and sort of crushing them together cool and uh, you get into these places where like impressive combos can be happening and and your character when they're fighting I don't think the actual combat's that precise but what the game does a really good job of is making the back and forth of your character and other characters look like it is coordinated and precise so like for example there's bosses every level and one of the end bosses for a level is three different like Shaolin monk type warriors basically Mm -hmm. and each one felt like one of those like one one-on-one battles that you'd have in like kill bill or something like that <laughs> and, and this like really cool epic back and forth tussle that you know finally you have a victor after a hard-fought battle where it was just pole vaulting back and forth it, it was really it's really fun you know and, and i can overlook some of the issues i have with it i mean the, the music is sort of forgettable. Um, There is a weird difficulty thing. So, with that, when you start your game, Mm -hmm. it gives you an option to choose difficulty white belt belt to black belt is how they range it. Okay. If you go up to a certain point on the belts for difficulty, and this includes the default difficulty, what it does, it doesn't change the difficulty of the enemies. It adds a timer to each level. Hmm. Like a countdown timer to each level. Okay. And so... For perspective, like I, I think it usually started at like a minute or half, you know, with time, and it would create these scenarios where you had to like bum rush because there was no way you'd be able to stop and fight everything and make the time. Just I mean, there are little things that could boost up your time, mm-hmm. but in truth, most combat encounters are going to take you probably between five to ten seconds at a time by themselves. Yeah, of course. Depending, depending on how many people are on screen and there just isn't enough checkpointing to offset that so the first level i could be at no problem on an easy difficulty but i did the timer i couldn't pass that one level whatsoever uh just and it wasn't because it was difficult from a combat perspective it's just the the addition of the timer adds this awful date where you either have to choose to play the game the way you want to play it and enjoy it or sidestep as much of the stuff as possible and just try to rush to the end and th- that's that's not what you really want to play in a game like this
1: so it it's i mean maybe the maybe the name of the game is like speed running efficiency
0: yeah it it could be it could be but also i'm I'm not that player so, <laughs> so yeah. you
2: didn't like being in an
0: Okinawa rush no i uh I don't even know how to respond to that. (laughs) Well,
1: I mean I mean doesn't that kind of it's like Aeon Drive. Aeon Drive was a game that uh we beta tested also previously, which uh I'm actually debating on picking up because it just recently came out. And with that the idea is that it's just like a timer speed, bunt a speed run game. And like, they give you like 10 seconds, right. And you can get clocks to extend your time limit. But really the point of the game is to get it done fast. Not, not kill all the enemies. I'm not saying that that's the case. I'm saying, but I could imagine a world where that is, that's like more of the point that they're trying to emphasize is like, t- you know, space, speed, you know, efficiency. That's the samurai way.
0: Yeah, yeah, and and so when we talk about difficulty, when you go up in difficulty, it's it is more about like, okay, we're tar- tailoring it to this specific type of player who wants to focus on uh, runtime instead of enjoying the combat, and, and that that's valid. It's just I found it interesting that that was the way they demarked difficulty in this case.
1: Okay. So okay, so Okinawa Rush. Is fun, still kind of looks like a cool Neo Geo-style game, but the the difficulty is more tied to time than it is to actual difficulty of enemies and enemy placement. Yep. Okay. Okay. That is Okinawa Rush, and that's the end of our Backlog blog. Now, uh, Getty has added a new segment he likes to call Do the Do, because (laughs) y'all need to do some of the stuff that we need to do. Uh, first things first, uh, video game homework, next week, we are talking, uh, code name Steam on the 3DS, Joel's video game homework that he brought to the table, and we're going to damn well address it. Next, uh, three. Can he three weeks. The video game white super GG radio white elephant exchange, where we will throw our names in a hat, and we will exchange video games with each other. I mean, I should probably just right. Uh, Joel, give me a give me a random number
0: generator of four. We're, we're doing this now. Might as well? Okay, so I need to pull up a dice roll website or something. Yes. All right. So, and we're
1: going to start with me oh, as the host. Uh-huh. We're going to go through the list here. Alex, uh, we have Joel, Getty, and Alec. In that order.
0: Okay. How are we doing this? Uh, Well, let's think here. <laughs> uh, I got a big
1: bag of dice. I can just roll. Uh. Well, we have. Uh, okay, so Joel, give me uh, a dice roll in my head. I already have it assigned. Go for it.
0: Uh, one out of three. One out of three. Yes. Alec, you said you had dice.
2: No, I'd have to take a six-sided. Oh eight. come
0: on! Give me a. Th- All right. I don't have a I, three-sided die. I, have six. I doubt it. Okay, I'm rolling now. Okay. Uh uh-huh. Three. I have Getty. Okay. Wait!
1: Crap! We can't do this.
2: Why is that?
1: <laughs> we're not supposed to know. <laughs> <laughs> like I just said. So we have to figure this out and we're going to give our. Uh,
0: hmm. How can we do this? Right,
2: I bet you there's a, a
0: website. Outside third party. <laughs> there's a website for white elephants.
2: I'm sure there is.
1: White elephant generator?
0: White elephant. Draw bracket. names. Here we <laughs> go.
1: <laughs> All right, uh, my name is this I wonder if we can do this uh, okay so here is I wonder if, I wonder if this will work okay here we go uh, next step everyone can make a wish list and immediately draw, uh, no, everyone can make and I don't want to make a wish list uh, okay I don't want to make a wish list that's a whole thing.
0: All okay, right, here we not, uh, do not use exclusions, right? Exclusions. This, this is to extend the runtime. <laughs> I know right? clearly.
1: Oh man, I don't want to do it. Uh, I have to figure this out. Okay,
0: we're gonna figure this out off air. We got to
1: do the white elephant <laughs> in three weeks, three week in, uh, in three weeks. So we got the video game homework and the Super GG Radio uh, white elephant gift gift exchange. Also. Game of the Year lists. For all those involved, we will be doing our yearly Game of the Year list on our website, superggradio.com. And there you will also see guest lists from uh, some of our friends who've been guests on the show, podcasters that have been on the shows with us and have done stuff with us. Uh, so it'll be a lot of fun. Just hanging out with people and, and you'll see the varied guest lists uh, for games of the year. Some of them won't always be Game of the Year. Sometimes it'll be a fun little creative thing they've, they've uh, come up with. But we have put something like that together, like last year and the year before. Thank you, dog, for shaking. Now let's move on to one last thing. One last thing where we give one last sentence, one last statement, sending us into the weekend, new listener, into the weekday. For me, uh, I'm trying to finish up game of the year list. I have nine out of the ten I am kind of working through. Uh, a couple of games that I I just I forgot that Backbone came out and now it's installing so I want to place I don't want to beat it I just want to play it just to know if it should go on my list or not damn I missed that one Joel
0: I uh, so I obtained a copy of a game called uh, Real Farming that I've been playing on uh, Switch for a while now is that going on your game of the year list it's close I, I'm I'm enjoying it like uh, more than I more than I expected it to. I uh I don't I don't know guys. I might I might be dipping into farming sims.
1: Oh, <laughs> oh man. Oh am I gonna have to start getting into truck truck driving simulator?
0: I mean you do you man. I don't know.
1: Did that tank mechanic simulator. I didn't love that one. Yeah. I'm glad you're enjoying yourself though. Uh, Alec, your one last thing
2: you know i had something witty to say about thanksgiving but that hasn't happened yet but it will have happened by the time that this airs so i don't know everybody just enjoy your time with your loved ones that's what i'm gonna do
0: yeah i agree that message is timeless
1: yeah and that will be it for this week's Super GG Radio. Before we go, you can find us on Twitter, at GG Radio, and twitch.tv slash Radio, where we have Alec playing Final Fantasy V on Sundays, me playing whatever the hell I want on Mondays, Joel <laughs> <laughs> Joel is still on the Kingdom Hearts Tuesday.
0: Wednesday this week, or last week, now that you've read it. Also, it's two, t- Tuesday. Ah, uh.
1: And Saturday? You're going Saturday again?
0: So yeah, yeah. Keyblade Tuesday and Saturday.
1: There we go. And uh, Alec might take up a Friday again. We'll see how he feels.
0: Yeah, well, yeah birthdays this week.
1: Mm, okay. Uh, we do have reviews going up on the website, superggradio.com. We currently just put up our review for Inscription. We'll also be putting up a review for uh, One Step from Eden. One Step from Eden so we got a couple of games game reviews going up also got a preview of Fashion Police Squad going up so that'll be a lot of written content for you to check out if you'd like to reach us with questions or input our email address is mail at superggradio.com and provide a review on iTunes or the holiday bird of your choice thanks for listening GG Joel good day GG, Alec. GG. Good night, everybody.